Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we explore trends and technologies driving innovation across the built environment. This show is brought to you in partnership with PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and for industry leaders. In the, Prop, in the PropTech Hot Seat today, we have Robin Rivaton, as CEO of Stonehall. Robin, you're very welcome. I'm delighted to see you again. Uh, it's been a few years since we crossed paths previously, but I love to see familiar faces coming into the technology space, continuing to innovate. You're very welcome today. Hi, Carol. Time flies, but uh, super happy to, to be with you today and to be able to, to discuss uh, my new venture, uh, Stonehall. Fantastic. Well, look, tell us a little bit about Stonehall. Yeah, Stonehall is a, is a tech company founded in 2017 uh, in Paris, uh, and we are a data management platform uh, empowering uh, AI to automatically extract information from documents and from blueprints, uh, store all this data in a data lake, so a very powerful database you can query very easily, and then uh, use this data to uh, have trajectory of workflows on uh, on uh, the, the portfolio for large asset managers. Uh, and these trajectories are compliance, capex, and ESG slash carbon. And obviously a lot has changed in terms of data management since 2017. So in terms of where the company was when it was founded and today in 2023, how is the industry managing data management? Yes, the, the, the data management has changed a lot, um, uh, and maybe and the data in the in the real estate industry has been uh, uh, not super uh, well done for 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 years. I mean, people use very outdated databases, uh, and the ERP, uh, the, the tool able to uh, uh, to uh, uh, collect the, the rent are very uh, old-fashioned tools. Uh, the databases are very old. It's very difficult to query the information. The data is and is uploaded manually uh, mainly, uh, and uh, there there are a lot of uh, errors uh, in uh, in uh, in this data. And we have decided to create the the, the contrary to to this tool. Uh, so all the data it, it's forbidden on our tool to entry data manually. So all the data derives from primary sources of information, either documents, either blueprints, uh, and AI, machine learning that doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't care, uh, are able to extract automatically, the most automatically as possible, uh, this information from these primary sources of information. Because the, the, the main point is that in the real estate industry, um, uh, it's very difficult to compare one square feet to another square feet. It's, ve it's very different to the manufacturing or the transportation, for instance. In this industry, uh, you have like metric units uh, able to, to compare one product to another. In the real estate industry, it's very difficult. So there is um, a written culture. Everything is written. You, you want to rent a building, you want to build a building, you want to, to even make a monitoring inspection on site, you write things. And it's very difficult to address this, uh, this uh, massive amount of unstructured data. And 
when you have the ERP uh, first generation uh, tool, it doesn't matter that the, the data uh, was accurate because at the end, all what you need is collect rent. It was the most important thing at the end of the month, you need to collect the, collect the rent. Uh, but, but now with all the pressure we all know on ESG, on compliance, on fire safety, on accessibility for disabled persons and, and so on, as an asset manager, you need to price precisely know the your building. It's not just a, a financial flow, just saying, okay, these buildings at the end of the month, I will collect like 10, 10 million euros on this building. You need to have the accurate information on uh, the, uh, the building, the construction dates, the exact square uh, footage on the building, the, the fact you have uh, windows, uh, all these things. And it's what we try to do at Tunnel. We are like the mirror of the ERP, but we all the information about the, the, the assets, the real assets. Very good. I think you've touched on a really important point there. And it's one of the criticisms of data management across real estate is that actually the quality of the output, the quality of the insights is based on the quality of the information and the data that goes in. And actually, we know over the past number of years that that can be um, the quality of that data going in can really vary um, to being very, you know, to being right, very poor in some instances. So actually, by not allowing people to manually put in uh, data that you're actually only taking from those primary sources, is that improving the quality of insights coming out at the other end? Totally. And it's super difficult in the, the tight job market we, we know in Ireland, in the UK, in, in France or, or whatever. Uh, it's super difficult now to attract young graduates and just tell them your job will be to enter data manually in the system because we uh, haven't invested in the new in the system which is automatically able to do that so there is also this kind of talent retention and tal talent at attraction uh, issues for asset managers because they, they, they target uh, young graduates for uni or, or business schools uh, and uh, yeah i think it's like uh, something quite positive to, to bring such tools for boring and low uh, low added value tasks. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. We we speak a lot, particularly now on the construction side, but for real estate as well. These are these are careers that are not as attractive to the next generation of talent as we would like them to be. So we do need to find ways, not just of making the industries more attractive, but actually of educating newcomers into the industry of what a career in real estate or construction or asset management actually looks like because sometimes that is a career in data analytics or it's a career in a whole range of emerging technologies um so i think maybe the industry itself doesn't do a good job of educating the next generation of talent on what a career you know in a, a contemporary and, and modern career looks like and um, but actually you know, it's always interesting to me how people are attracted into this industry and how they and how they get here. Um, you know, I, I mentioned at the start of the interview that I hadn't seen you in a long time, but actually your name will be well familiar to people within PropTech Ireland because you wrote one of the very early books there, Make Real Estate Great Again. And it was one of the earliest, possibly one of the first 
PropTech books that was published. Was that maybe 2016, 2015? Yeah, yeah, 2016, you're right. A long, so a long time ago. So actually, when we had very little information, you you published a book, um, I, I know, uh, with Vincent, and you were putting out information when there wasn't a lot of information there. But, um, you know, PropTech Ireland was was just getting started at that time. And what we know now is that the industry wasn't ready. And the industry was a little resistant and maybe didn't want to know about the benefits. Data was seen as almost um, a, a challenge to be managed as opposed to an asset that could be leveraged. Um, you know, when when did the shift, when did the shift in mindset happen in the industry? Yeah, I guess the industry is still super conservative. I, I had the opportunity to uh, to um, to uh, get a career in several industries, from infrastructure to transportation and uh, and even manufacturing. And the real estate industry is one of the most conservative. Uh, for 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 me, the, the the main explanation key is that there is a global. Uh, unbalance between the demand and supply uh, in our all great cities. And if you are an asset owners of good asset in like uh, metropolitan areas, you know that at the end of the day, you will uh, make money on that. So you are not, there is no, there is no um, innovation premium as you can have in the telco industry or in the manufacturing, for instance, uh, as the, the, the most innovative player will gain the market, uh, market share. It's not the case in the real estate industry, but things are changing, fortunately. Uh, and I guess, but the reason is not a change of mind within the sector is external pressure, external pressure from re regulation, especially uh, ESG, um, but also compliance. Uh, and the, the, as we have already discussed, the, the fact that the, the, these careers are less and less attractive for, for a young graduate in a, in a, very, uh, in a very tight job market. Um, tell me, who, who or what companies are Stono's customers? Our customers are large asset managers and asset owners, both in the private uh, segment, uh, uh, real estate investment trust, listed, non-listed uh, asset managers, uh, and in the public sectors. Uh, it could be uh, collective housing, social housing, and uh, local authorities, especially for all the educational buildings they can, uh, they can manage. Um, and uh, the, the, the unique uh, selling uh, uh, point for, for us uh, is really to be able to uh, automatize uh, this data collection, uh, especially on the documents uh, side. And today, uh, within this organization, uh, they ask to, to junior asset manager or, or junior PM to, to deal with all these documents and uh, uh, put these documents at the right place uh, within the in the right folder and so on. But it's just a, a so boring uh, task that uh, a few of them are uh, do that properly. And when you, you at the end when you you need to to uh, to sell your building, uh, it just the rush and during uh, several weeks or even several months.
collect all the missing documents and it's very uh, very painful because you you don't know the, which document is missing which document is redundant and so on with our tool it's super easy because uh, in a continuous way we are able it's just a drag and drop uh, functionalities features you just need to put your, your document in the drag and drop zone and then our algorithm is able to read the document classify it um, and tell if the document flag if the document is uh, is outdated for instance you you have the, the tax receipt for 2022 but you are you you miss the, the tax receipt for 2021 uh, if the document is redundant if you have two versions of the same document if the document is missing and it's so much easier just to say okay this document is missing just try to collect it because this document is on your desktop uh, just ask him to uh, ask it to the property manager if i give you the task the precise task to to do it's so much easier than just say okay create a data room because we need to sell this building in the bearish markets yeah well um, that that's almost too big too big for most organizations to understand and if it's too big for for most organizations to understand even if they even if they know it's important they will find reasons not to start and that's sometimes the problem with best practice that actually if the gap is too wide between where a company is today and where it knows it needs to be that the, there can be a fear in getting started so for your clients how how good would they be? How far along on the kind of the data management journey would they be? Are they already using certain tools? You're totally right, because um, to use our tools, you need to be ready to accept that your previous or current data management system is just a mess. Uh, and at the beginning, when we first collect all the documents and create a kind of uh, um, uh, completeness report, just saying, so, so, so we, we have a, a data quality index and most of the, the buildings are between 20 and 30% completeness at the beginning. Uh, and it could be quite deceptive for an asset manager, especially uh, at the C-level, just uh, uh, becoming aware that the, the data quality is so poorly managed uh, in, uh, within the organization. But uh, as I said, data quality is a journey. Uh, nobody is at 100% quality uh, from day one. Uh, but when you, have, you are able to track and monitor your progress, it's really easy to make this progress. The problem with data quality uh, up to now is, is that nobody has uh, the automatic uh, monitoring of, uh, of the quality. So it's like, okay, I guess I do it properly, but I'm not really sure. Uh, and if I want to be sure, I need to spend hours and hours to double check what someone else has already done or the... Uh, or yes, uh, and uh, now with the, the AI or machine learning, because we are we are um, uh, closer to machine learning than real AI uh, in the pure um, data science language. But uh, with our algorithm, uh, it's 
as I said, a journey and you can uh, go step by step just to improving. And uh, okay, at the beginning, you need to collect the leases. So the these leases are missing. Then you can move to a technical document. You can move to insurance certificate, uh, energy performance certificate, and gradually you can improve the, the, the data quality performance of your, of your building. And then you have like a, it's a reward feedback because you, you, you know when you are improving the, the situation. In the past, uh, nobody can monitor that. So it was like just, okay, we need to sell, rush it uh, and do it, uh, do it very, very quickly. Um, you know, you, you've already identified earlier in our conversation how much things have changed in real estate and in the context of data management. And one of the ways we see that is that there are, there are a large number of innovators and prop tech companies, you know, whether it's startup or scaling stage, addressing these very problems now. So it's quite a crowded marketplace in terms of uh, prop tech sectors or, or subsectors. Um, it's it's a crowded space for innovators. So what what is different about Stonal? Uh, I would say that um, over the, the the last years, a lot of companies have been created on data compilation. Uh, I mean, just trying to take several databases, fragmented, siloed one, and just trying to connect all of them in a, in a single data lake. But very few of them uh, have worked on uh, data extraction and data quality. Uh, and our, our position and our baseline is delivered data quality at scale. Data quantity will not be the answer for the real estate industry. So the main point is maybe to have uh, fewer data, but better data. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, the, the race to, to gigantism and uh, Big data in the real estate industry for me, it's not the, it's not the, the good way to, to to see our industry. I mean, we need to uh, build layer by layer, becoming from uh, starting from the, the basis and the the, the foundations, and uh, we are just trying to catch up decades of no or low investment in data quality. When I look to the manufacturing industry again, uh, we have. We are like lagging uh, decades, lagging uh, behind such uh, such uh, such sectors or such uh, industry. So um, yes, before talking about AI or big data, we need to focus on a very uh, small set of data, but be sure that these data are super accurate and that we can build some workflows on top of uh, of that. So I think that this uh, tunnel position on data quality is uh, a bit different than uh, most uh, of the, the market, but the, the market is uh, is crowded. But we are now uh, trying, we, uh, we have, by the end of the year, we reach uh, 17 million euros for, uh, threshold. So it's like quite uh, a good threshold, <laughs> a good uh, revenues level. So uh, all data quality offer, yes, seems to, to meet the market needs. Um, I, I one of the conversations that I have with um, with uh, technology companies a lot is that it, it always comes down to delivering. And if you're delivering because particularly construction, but real estate as well and real estate management, particularly 
these are very low margin industries. So there's not, uh, there isn't the margin for error. There isn't the great appetite for risk that it's so important that a technology that requires investment and that investment could be capital, but equally it could be the time and resources that a team has to spend and in in uh in actually kind of embedding new technology across portfolio there has to be a saving something so whether it's a time or a cost or a carbon saving there has to be savings achieved and i think you know it's interesting um i i i went to a presentation by the global company turner and townsend recently and their representative spoke about the the two currencies of construction now that it's not just about cash you know carbon is a really important currency now and i think and uh, time would probably be the third currency under the same basis when you're talking about a very low margin industry so how do you make the business case you know because not all problems not all problems need to be solved not all problems are worth solving so how do you make the business case for portfolio owners to invest in your technology? Uh, the, the business case, and uh, maybe we we are a bit uh, counter-cycle and we, we surf a bit this bearish market I already mentioned, uh, is that we are at the moment, most asset managers and property owners are looking to sell part of their portfolio. Uh, and it's a moment they became aware that liquidity is a problem. Uh, and uh, liquidity starts with just the, the completeness of your documents. Because if you want to, to be to have liquid assets, you need to be able to, uh, to, to have no time between the moment you decide to sell and the moment you are ready to, to sell. And so, yes, this, this, uh, in this market, Currently, we have a lot of traction on this aspect because we are able to create this uh, ready-to-sell data room super easily. And, uh, and uh, yes, it's something uh, our, our customers or prospects are super happy with. Very good. And um, we don't have much much time left, but I do want to return to something that you mentioned earlier in the interview where you talked about maybe uh, the differences between AI and machine learning, because I'm not sure that they're fully understood across real estate. And um, AI brings almost two competing narratives to the market. One is one of fear that it will replace so much of what we do. And the other um, is almost one of novelty that is ignoring the reality that we've actually had AI uh, yeah. powering real estate technology for for quite a number of years now so you might just maybe explain to me um i, I suppose the the real difference for so that people can understand but also why stonal is more than just an ai company then yeah two two issues with the, the ai narrative in the real estate industry uh, the, the first one is just to think that we can have an uh, ai copilot able to 
to make all your arbitrage telling you when you need to sell, when you need to buy, when you need to refurbish. Uh, it's just impossible because we don't have the data set to train the AI because we, as the data has not been structured for years in this industry, it's just not possible to train uh, an AI or generative model to be able to mimic the asset management uh, job, first one. The second one um, is, uh, is about uh, uh, all the AI generated by a large language model uh, or large transformer model like uh, GPT-1234 and, uh, and, uh, and the competitors. Um, you can easily give this LLM a document, one document, and ask some question about that. And the answers you, you will have uh, could seem to be good. Uh, and you say, okay, it's quite funny. It's, uh, it seems to be, uh, to, to be good, but uh, it works for one document. When you need to, uh, to have a question on like half a million document, because it's uh, the, the scale we, we work with large asset managers, you don't want to have a, a social answer. You need to have a precise answer. It's not like zero, uh, it's zero or one. It's not like maybe uh, the, the lease uh, price is uh, something. You need to have the accurate answer. So what we, we, we don't use LLM for this reason because LLM are super uh, eager to hallucinate and not, and, and not to have the accurate answer. So you, we have um, specific algorithm we have developed uh, ourselves uh, and this algorithm are able to find the right answer, not in one document at a time, but in hundreds of thousands uh, of, uh, of documents, and to extract the right answer you need because you need to have the precise square footage of the lease with such a tenant in such building in such city. And uh, yeah, this is the two myth about AI in the in the real estate industry, and I hope we will be able to, to dissipate them because there is a lot of noise a lot of noise, and uh, some asset managers are like uh, uh, fearing to 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 miss something. So there is like uh, uh, this uh, this kind of uh, of FOMO uh, FOMO spirit currently, uh, and I fear that some of them will be uh, abused by some not super uh, relevant solutions for for managing a whole portfolio. Yeah, I, I think that's a really um, interesting take on I think it's one that portfolio owners maybe who are find themselves confused around the competing narratives and sometimes conflicting narratives I, th I think that that will be a helpful kind of starting point there and um, before we finish up today Robin um, obviously Stonal now has has hit the UK uh, real estate market and hopefully Ireland in time by extension what are, you, what are your plans for the company over the next kind of 12 to 24 months? Uh, so we have just opened a set up a, a branch in, in London for a month ago. The, 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 the start is super, uh, is super good. We have already signed our first, uh, our first clients. Uh, we expect to serve lot of customers not only the, the UK or Ireland Irish market from uh, from London we expect to to be able to uh, address a lot of international markets uh, from London and uh, I, 
in the next 12 to 18 months, uh, we, we have a very uh, aggressive m and strategy. Um, so we are currently uh, looking at several companies uh, beyond France. And I, I guess we will announce two or three of these deals in the in the next in the next month. Very good. And Robin, just to return to your book, if you were writing this book in 2023, what would the title be? Uh, people are still conservative. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <clears throat> Do you know what? I won't make any comment on that. People are still conservative. The industry is changing. Um, I'm seeing I'm seeing less enthusiasm or, or less optimism about the the, um, yeah, the joking, change of the I'm industry. Joking, I'm joking. You're right. <laughs> the industry is, the industry is changing, but the the, the cycle are, are long, and uh, the, there is a slowness inherent uh, to, to the structure of the of the industry. Uh, but things are changing and people are changing as well. Younger people, people more uh, more close, uh, closer to innovation. Uh, and people want to translate what they live in their uh, everyday life to what they do at, the, at their office. So there is like a penetration of the innovation in the, in the private to the, to the job, uh, to the job and the research industry. Very good. Well, look, I'm going to add to that that it's never too late to start for, you know, maybe some of the portfolio owners who have yet to really tackle some of these big challenges. And to be honest, there's very few of those now uh, with increasing um, burdens and regulations around ESG. Actually, that has just catapulted um, a lot of the the data management um, and, and it has really increase the motivation of portfolio owners. So there's very few that are that are maybe haven't even started. But for those who are maybe getting more ambitious about the steps they need to take forward, then certainly I'd recommend they take a look at the Stonal offering because there's a lot of interesting things going on there. And um, Robin, thank you so much. It was great to catch up with you again. My uh, I know it was a pleasure. It's always good. Um, it's always good to kind of see that closed loop, you know, where innovation is coming back around um, after a number of years. So that's all we've time for today. My thanks to Robin Reviton, CEO of Stonal. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, just a special word of thanks to our sponsor, PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and for industry leaders. And also thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Hot Seat here on iProperty Radio. Bye.